think about the future. Welcome to the Future of Marketing, presented by Tint, the world's most powerful user-generated content platform. Each week, we interview leading marketers to uncover their routines, strategies, and perspectives. With the latest in marketing, here's our host, Yvonne Aldaz. I'd like to welcome Shreya Dale to today's episode of Future of Marketing. Today, we're going to be listening to her perspective on what social media marketing really entails. She is a social media and event marketing professional, and she comes with such amazing insights, and we can't wait to learn from her. So, Shreya, how are you today? Hey, Vaughn. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. I'm really excited to just talk to you today and, uh, yeah, talk about some some fun marketing stuff. <laughs> Yeah, let's do this. So, okay. So first question for you is, I mean, we know that marketing means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. There are so many little components that go into marketing and especially with your role, you're in social media and event marketing, but let's let's dive into the whole like social media aspect for a little bit. What does that really look like in your eyes? What does social media marketing really entail? For those who don't really know, like all of the little components in there. For sure. So yeah, great question to start off with. I think honestly, it can look so different depending on the industry that you're in today, especially, you know, in the current health environment across the globe, we've seen such shifts in the digital marketing space. And I think social is kind of, it's everywhere these days. And I think you kind of have to be in the space as a brand if you're going to kind of compete, but also just reach out to to the relevant people for yourself. So I think, you know, social media, there's so there's almost like a new platform every day. It's so hard to keep up with everything. But I think just staying ahead of the trends and beyond that even is just social media, I think, is really the way that brands communicate with not only customers, but general public and also you know, how they stay relevant today. The digital marketing space is, as I mentioned, just ever evolving and socializing, especially in the pandemic has looked so different these days. Everyone's online all the time. It's a 24 hour space, 24 hour news cycle. I think everyone has like the ability to be their own source of news these days, you know, with short form video, with TikTok, all the way to Reddit and forums and chat forums and just text-based communications. Blogging is also still super relevant, you know, with the longer form content. So I think it can really mean a lot of things to different people and different brands, but I think it's just really about finding what makes sense for you and what makes sense for your customers and at the end of the day, your brand. So I think staying relevant is still super important, but really tapping into the channels that make sense for you as a brand and a company. So that's something that's always kind of a challenge working in the space. But I think it's just interesting to stay in touch with people and see what users are are flocking to. Like we've seen, you know, for example, with the rise of TikTok, it's been huge. Like video content is just so compelling these days. Almost every brand has something they can put into a video. So it's been it's been really interesting to be a player in the space and see how it's evolving. But I think it can mean so many different things too, depending on who you are. What is your favorite social media platform? Ooh, good question. I'm a I'm a pretty visual person, so I will say Instagram is still probably as much as I I don't know if I love that response, but <laughs> um, yeah, just I I honestly learn so much from the platform every day. I think it's 
it's ever changing and they've, they've done a good job of adapting, but I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm that person that storyboards things and creates moods board mood boards for myself. I'm actually moving into a new home soon. So I, that's been a huge kind of resource for me to just collect pictures. I kind of use it like Pinterest, to be honest. Um, and I also weirdly like learn a lot from it. Like I, I do see, I follow my favorite news channels and, and sites and blogs there as well. So I think it's, it's definitely my go-to, um, today. Yeah. I love Instagram and I agree about the whole visual aspect and don't even get me started on mood boards because I am so addicted to Pinterest. It is a problem. It's a really good, (laughs) I know Pinterest is kind of overlooked these days. I feel like it's, it has so much potential even for branding. Like it's amazing. I love Pinterest. (laughs) I agree. I even think it's a good space for people or marketers to repurpose their blogs there because of the traffic. It's, 100%. A, it's so overlooked as far as like blogs and the websites, resources, where do you typically get your news from? Yeah. So in terms of marketing news, you know, I'm a huge fan of ad week, ad age, like the big ones first from a social standpoint, definitely like Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. I think there's a lot you can learn from forums. Like I mentioned chat forums, like people are always having really insightful conversations on Twitter and Reddit. So I try and keep abreast of, of the relevant conversations for myself there. But again, Instagram, TikTok, and then in terms of marketing news, yeah, Adweek, AdAge, Forbes, um, Business Insider, like all of the kind of like actual business resources I still find. And New York Times is my favorite kind of publication, I would say, in terms of general news. But yeah, depending on the the purpose, I, I really look everywhere. It's it's I, I can't really pick one. <laughs> I love that you said Reddit and Twitter. Those are also underestimated for news, especially Reddit. I feel like people are so honest on there. If you want to learn something about somebody, you go to Reddit. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. It's been a very chaotic year, right? So what's something as a marketer that you've learned in the last year? Yeah, that's a a great question, Yvonne. I think, honestly, I'm not surprised by this, but I've definitely learned, you know, how adaptive the human race is. I think this last year has shown us how how necessary it is to be able to adapt to change and the unexpected. And I think I'm not surprised, like I said, but humans are just so capable of so much. And I think we've seen, you know, people coming together to really help each other in times of need. It's been so amazing, you know, whether or not you're in the marketing and brand space, I think you've seen, you know, we've seen civil rights movements, we've seen, and that's played out on social media. So like, you can't get away from that these days. Um, I think standing for something and having like a values based approach is so important. And I think people have really shown how we deal with adversity across the world and how different countries and different cultures adapt to that change, but also like voice their their values and what they stand for. I think it's been so amazing to see how brands have also played into that space with the pandemic, but also just like the the civil rights movements that have been going on, to be quite honest. So there's a lot of things that have happened and unfolded over the past few months and and over the past year. But yeah, I'm just so happy to see that, you know, we're all here for each other in in the time of need. And I think that's, it's been a beautiful thing. Thank you. Let's put on our consumer hat for a second. Mm. Okay. What do you value from a brand? Yeah, values-based approach. It's simple. For me, it's really seeing that the brands that I follow and love and and use stand for something and have a purpose. I think that goes far, far wider and beyond any trend today. I think jumping on trends is something that's super easy to do, but 
I think when you have a reason for it or you have an actual purpose behind your communications and your branding and marketing, I think that makes me as a consumer actually pay attention a lot more and, and, and really feel good about, you know, buying into something. So I, I'm always a huge advocate for having a values-based approach. I think going back to your objectives and going back to why you exist is super important. And as a consumer for myself, like I think, I think a consumer every day, I think working in marketing, you really have to, I mean, that's what you do at the end of the day. So yeah, I just think for myself and for other customers, I've seen it time and time again, like consumers really appreciate that. And a brand with a purpose, you know, has a lot more legs than, than a brand that's just existing because they want to produce more goods and services these days. As far as some do's and don'ts in social media marketing, what recommendations do you have for brands out there? Yeah, I mean, do's and don'ts. I think it really depends on the space that you're in and the industry that you're in. But I think I I really would love to see brands taking a step back and taking pause before they just jump onto the next trend or doing things that other brands or competitors are doing. I think, again, if you it all goes back to purpose, right? Like, I think you really have to question why before you do something. So I really would like to see more brands not only just do things because their competitors or peers are doing them, but actually just understanding, you know, the reason behind it. And then in terms of just, I guess, start doing, I I would just love to see brands embrace real content. So I'm a huge, huge advocate of UGC, user-generated content. And I really don't think there's any other better way to kind of ex- show how the benefits of your product or whatever you're selling play out in the real everyday lives of real people. And people like to see people on their feeds and on their channels. And I think, you know, that does all of the quote unquote selling for you. I think UGC has been, it's been, you know, my go-to since I've worked in marketing and I think I've seen it work and I, I understand why. So I would love to see more brands kind of embrace that real content approach. And I think we are seeing that. We're definitely seeing a shift towards that in the past year. But I think, you know, real content and UGC is becoming more important than ever. Let's talk about the the value of UGC for a second. What do you need to do in order to create that customer advocacy? What have you seen work? Yeah, so like I mentioned, like people like to see people that look like them and think like them on their feeds, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge advocate of it because I've seen the impact it can have on brand love and brand engagement. Your customers are people and they relate with other people who think like them. So, you know, why not show them how your brand is naturally like being integrated into their lives? I I also think it's very cost and time efficient. So, you know, it's in terms of creating advocacy to answer your question, I think it's about understanding your customer first and finding those people who can be like your spokespeople or your ambassadors and really have a value prop that they can kind of bring to the table and kind of a testimony that they can share with other people who would learn something from it. So pinpointing though who those people are maybe internally first, like I think testing that testing the waters with advocacy programs internally with employees is a really good way to go. You know, talking to people, just interviewing, doing like internal interviews, learning from the people you work with, why they're at the company, what they believe in, what drew them to the brand you'd learn a lot about your customer through the people that actually work at the company too. So just having those conversations is like the first step for me. I completely agree with you. I, I, I think it's a lot of brands, you know, focus on guessing, you know, they start guessing and you're, you hit the mark by doing that when you can just 
easily go talk to one of your employees. You can go talk to your customers and see what's really on their minds instead of having these assumptions. Yeah, and I think it's easy to go externally and start looking outside the company for answers. But I think taking a step back and actually doing some introspective work and navel gazing is like really, there's something to be said about that. Because to your point, you can learn so much. Like it's a very easy thing to do. And like those those people are your resources too, right? Like they're right at your fingertips. So why not use that resource? Mm-hmm. What's a common marketing belief that you disagree with? I, I don't agree that good hard work and content has to be expensive. And I think a lot of brands do fall into that kind of belief really easily where, you know, sure. I mean, of course our agency partners are so important and people that create content for us or our partners that help us come up with those bigger campaigns. But I I've seen content created in one of my colleagues living rooms perform just as well as content that we've spent a lot of investment in or money in and time in. So I don't think all content has to be expensive to actually hit the mark. So I would just, yeah, encourage marketers to, to be scrappy and resourceful and, and kind of understand the capabilities of their own teams first before looking for those bigger investments. I agree with that, especially, and then you can see it a lot with TikTok content. I mean, look at how that's performing, please. And I've definitely seen content evolve to look more scrappy, right? Like we're mm-hmm. seeing this shift and I've noticed it so for so many months now is like people are being given, we have the phone in our hand. We have those video, those cameras in our hand. Everyone has a camera pretty much within arm's reach these days. So I think we're seeing the shift in content being a lot more authentic and real even from a brand perspective, like I think people can, consumers are also getting a lot more conditioned to that and desensitized to like really beautiful or high production assets or high value campaigns. And I think they can see beyond that towards the more authentic and, and real sentiment. So I think it's important to actually recognize that because otherwise you're going to fall in the trap of, of just, you know, pushing product or, or creating these campaigns that might be a little bit too much product salesy messaging. So we're definitely seeing this shift from a branding standpoint too. It goes back to the whole like people know when you're selling to them. They can yeah. tell and they're becoming a lot savvier the more technology becomes uh, available to them. As far as marketing struggles, what do you feel most marketers struggle with and how can you fix this? I do think that it's like there's so much content out there and there's so much learning. Every There's like a new, there's like I said, it's a 24-hour news cycle, right? So there's always something to be reading and looking at and there's so many things vying for our attention. I think it goes, again, goes back to the purpose. And I think as a marketer, you really have to tie back to your objectives and your purpose and stay grounded in those and your content pillars and really understand why you exist so that you don't get lost in the noise. Of course, you have to stay ahead of the trends and also stay ahead of what's going on around you. But I think it's it's difficult to channel focus and channel purpose if you don't tie back to like your essential why and your value statement and your value prop. So I think, yeah, as a marketer, you definitely have to stay grounded and focus. It, it's really, there's so many things and I struggle with it too. It's like, there's so many things happening, especially in the social space that if you don't kind of, you don't take a step back and take time to digest what you're seeing and learning, it'll be really hard to produce meaningful content at the end of the day. I agree. What kind of changes are you starting to see in marketing overall? Yeah, like I mentioned, like the more embracing of like the real content, like authentic, purposeful, but also just seeing real people and how they use brands, what brands mean to them. I'm seeing that a lot. I'm seeing 
of course, like the younger demographic having more of a voice. So with TikTok and the rise of different social media platforms and different tools at our disposal, I think, you know, the younger generations are coming to the forefront a lot more. And I love that. I think it's, we can learn so much from them. They've gone through a lot of change. They've seen a lot and they're already kind of like shorter life, but like they've seen a lot. And I think obviously learning from your history and learning from people who have kind of pioneered different marketing objectives and, and strategies, but also embracing what the younger generation can tell us. Yeah, like side parts and skinny jeans and all that, right? <laughs> well, did you see that skinny jeans are apparently make make you look dated now? So now I have to like throw out my whole wardrobe. <laughs> I know. It's like all of my things are, or my jeans are skinny. <laughs> I can't go out. <laughs> Pull out my flare jeans from grade eight. <laughs> I love the whole 90s vibe. So I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> Me too. I really dig it. But as far as the future of marketing, what does the future of marketing look like to you? Yeah, I think the future of marketing is is digital for sure. I mean, we're not we're not uh, we're definitely not going to go away from digital anytime soon. I think everything is becoming computerized and becoming a lot quicker. I think the future of marketing is real people. I think the future of marketing is authenticity. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much everything I've kind of already said. But yeah, I think the more authentic you can you can be and not trying too hard. Like I think you just have to show the people behind brands, it's people who work there. I think it's amazing. I, I actually noticed when brands put their workforce at the forefront, like on their website, they have pictures of their the people who work behind the brands. I follow a lot of agencies as well. This is another resource I use to kind of like stay ahead of the game in terms of the marketing world. But I follow you know a lot of agencies work and just watch what they're doing to see kind of like the creative mindset. But it's amazing because you'll see like agencies have this habit of like showing you who's working behind the scenes. And I think that's really interesting from a brand and client side perspective. You can really learn a lot from that. And what, what is a book person or event that shaped your career and why? So I had the opportunity to work with probably one of the smartest, definitely one of the smartest digital uh, marketers I've ever met, Yuri Holier. He really opened my eyes to kind of the massive potential of social media and content. You know, there's so much happening at all times out there. And I think he truly pushed our teams to trust our gut and be limitless in our thinking. And I think, you know, like no idea was too big or small. And I think that mentality really helped liberate me in my career and actually in my creative thinking and also helped shape the way I approach coaching my own team today. So I think, you know, just having that no bounds kind of mentality is really, really fresh. And I really appreciated learning from him because he, you know, he has an agency background and stuff too. But I think just having the opportunity to be exposed to somebody with such a variety of experience and working on different brands too, and understanding really what, what a true digital marketing strategy looks like. He's really helped, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without him. So yeah. <laughs> Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you look to for inspiration or, or what do you look to for inspiration? Inspiration for me comes, you know, there's no, I, I can't really pinpoint one, one place or one resource. I think I'm a huge, I'm a very outdoorsy person. So I'm always out in nature. I'm always trying to get out for walks during the day when I can Let's get less screen time. So I try and go beyond my screen for inspiration outside my friends, people I I'm close to people I can learn from. I try and surround myself with people who are 
you know, not only successful, but just doing different things. I love to have a variety of people in my network. So I'm always learning from, from different things that people are doing in and outside of my industry. But yeah, I would say people in nature, those are, and, and art, I'm a huge lover of art. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a question for you on nature, mountains or ocean? Oh, easy mountains. I'm always, I always say I'm a mountains person over beach any day. I love a beach, but I could be in the mountains for weeks and never get bored. <laughs> I agree. I, I love mountains so much. It's like you really unplug, right? Yeah, totally. And like, you're just so much, you know, there's so much going on. I love wildlife, love animals. And there's so much, so many things living in the trees. Sounds kind of weird, but I could, I could go camping and like get lost in the forest for a few days. And I wouldn't be mad about it. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm killing to go camping soon. That's like the one, like just travel in general is just so, ugh. travel is probably my biggest source of inspiration. That's probably my, my, if I had to pick one thing, it's like travel. Cause that encompasses nature, encompasses being outside, meeting different people, different cultures. That's, that's really when I'm like my most inspired. Where do you plan on traveling to next? Well, I, I just got married actually. So we had a COVID wedding, but congrats. <laughs> you yeah I was hoping to obviously go on a little honeymoon we were thinking Europe so honestly anywhere in Europe love France like south of France Tuscany so definitely somewhere in Europe Ooh, beautiful areas yeah. those are those sound beautiful <laughs> what advice do you have for marketers and creatives who look up to you yeah I would say you know shoot for this I think you know blue sky vision and like shooting for the stars is it sounds cliche but I really think the bigger you can think and the bigger you can picture your ideas if you need to scale down you can always do that but I think having that mentality like I said of just being limitless in your creativity find creativity from everywhere like sort you know pull inspiration from anywhere in your life I think also speaking to each other about like where you come from and your experiences you learn so much from people like we have the habit of doing that with agencies too where we just learn from each other and have brainstorm working sessions so I think ask a lot of questions no question is ever too small or too big I think ask as many questions as you can when you start working build your network that's a big one for me like I have relied so much on my network I've been blessed to work with such you know amazing people and I think I've learned so much from them so I never, ever underestimate the value of like a really strong network, meet people, reach out, make that cold call, set up that coffee chat. Even if you feel a little awkward, message that stranger on LinkedIn. Like that's a big one. Cause I've, I've never been turned down from a coffee chat. I've messaged people that I have no idea, you know, I have no connections with them, but they just seem like someone interesting that I could learn something from. And if nothing pans out in terms of a job, you'll still learn something. So make that cold call, set up that coffee chat. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. I, I always say that to my yeah. friend, it's like, you have no idea what that one little email can do to your life. And there's nothing to lose, right? Like you're not, you're not going to lose anything by doing that. The worst that can happen is that they say no or don't respond. But even then it's like, okay, you're just like status quo. It's not like you're losing anything from it. Exactly. If you don't do it, you already have your answer. It's already a no. Absolutely. I know there's right. a lot of that answer, so I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. How do you, how do you wind down from a long day of work? I am a huge yoga person. So for me, it's just even like 10, 50 minutes of just like breathing exercises or yoga. It's like a go-to for me. I do that multiple times a week. Um, just taking a walk. Honestly, it's super easy to just step away. If I can take a call outside, I will. If I don't need to be in front of my screen, I will. But yeah, after work, it's having a cup of chai in, either in the morning or in the evenings <laughs> or doing some yoga. And if I can do both, I'll do both. <laughs> 
I love chai. Do you do yoga with an instructor or do you do it at home? I was before the pandemic hit. Um, but now I'm just kind of like, honestly, following videos online. It's super easy. There's so much at our fingertips. Like I so I haven't signed up for any programs or anything in the pandemic, but I've just been watching YouTube videos and teaching myself. Um, I've learned quite a bit on my own as well. So I tr if I don't need to watch something, I'll just do what I know and rely on that knowledge. But yeah, usually it's just a quick YouTube search. I love YouTube too, by the way. I, I don't know. know. I didn't bring up YouTube earlier. So <laughs> have you seen, uh, what's her name? Adrienne? I did her whole, like, th I've done her like 30 day challenges multiple times. So. Oh my God, I need to do that. I didn't know she had a challenge. Yeah, yeah. She does like 30 day monthly challenges like every day. And they're pretty quick sessions. Like that's what I loved about them because I did them. I did one most recently in November and I did it every single day. And it was, it's such a good feeling on the last day. Um, and you can always catch up if you miss a day, you can do like two sessions the next day. Cause I think they're like 20 minutes on average. So that's what I really appreciated. Cause they're really quick. They're not, and you still feel like you did a, a workout. So highly recommend. You'll I will do it. You. I will do it just because of you. She's also from Texas, I think. Yeah. From Austin. Yeah, from Austin. Yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe I'll bump into her one day. So yeah, just like mess again, message her and be like, hey, you want to set up a coffee chat? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Final question for you. Yeah. What are you excited for or looking forward to? I'm looking forward to going back to seeing people in person for sure. I think when everyone's safe, I've heard Texas is doing really well. So congratulations to you guys, because I know you're almost pretty much back to normal. So yeah, I know what what is normal, right? No, I think honestly, I can't think of anything better, more like topical right now in my mind I think just I miss I'm a very social person in terms of you know learning and developing so I'm definitely missing learning from people IRL I'm, I'm kind of like an introverted extrovert I would say that like I, I really appreciated the time to do a lot of like introspective thinking at home but I think just sharing experiences traveling meeting people from different backgrounds and cultures like I love immersing myself in different cultural cultures so you know, that travel and, and just meeting people. Yeah, I love that. I, I We just started going back into the office recently. And I I was saying, I, I feel the same way, like introverted extrovert. It's like I forgot I had a personality until I saw oh, humans I again. I feel like I'm going to be the most socially awkward person. When I come <laughs> out <of the> <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. All right, then. Well, Shreya, thank you so much for the chat. I think your responses were so lovely. And I hope people learn from you I, th I think you're a really inspirational marketer to to hear from so thank you so much thank you so much for the opportunity it was awesome talking to you and we'll stay in touch and all the best with everything and yeah thanks again thanks for listening to this episode of future of marketing don't forget to leave us a review and join our email list at futureofmarketing.tintup.com for important updates more interviews and content marketing strategies until next time